Welcome everyone back to another episode of Reputation Matters. I'm your host and founder of Rhino Reviews, Chelsea Craig. And this week, I have the true pleasure of speaking with Caitlin Studi, founder and owner of South Street and Company. Caitlin, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Of course, I'm very excited today. Caitlin, I did have to laugh as a coffee addict over here. One of my favorite things that I saw on your website was beyond the statistics of, you know, all the companies that you've helped, all the websites and businesses that you've supported, but also the amount of coffee that you and your your employees have have consumed over the years. Yeah, it's definitely a large amount. And I've transitioned to tea as well, which is really nice. So I start my morning off with a nice hot cup of tea and maybe add some honey and milk in it. And I just feel like it's a treat. Oh, love it. Yes. For me, I'm unable to give up the coffee, fear of what would happen if I try, but (laughs) but there's hope out there. Right? (laughs) Yes. Awesome. Well, Caitlin, really excited. I know we have some great topics to jump into today, but before we kind of hop into that, could you take a minute and kind of just tell our audience a little bit about yourself and South Street and Company? Yes. So I created the company a little over six years ago. And what we do is we specialize in helping small to medium sized businesses grow their reach online locally. And we really specialize in service based businesses who want to reach that local clientele. So not just local to where we are, but local to wherever they are. And we help them with websites, social media, SEO, blogging, email marketing, and some coaching, and then also reputation management in there too. Yeah. And that's there's a whole lot to unpack. And I love obviously being in the niche industry myself, I love when anyone else kind of dives in. So not only the focus on service, but really, as you stress, you know, that focus on local, because that is such a different type of business and, you know, involves a lot of different strategies. Before we kind of hop into that reputation management piece, you briefly mentioned kind of that coaching as a business owner, you've survived six years of business. I mean, that's, first of all, hats off to you. That's absolutely incredible. But Can you explain kind of what you think as a still newer kind of business owner allowed you to be able to to drive those successes over the years? Yeah, it's definitely coaches and mentors and both of them. So I have multiple coaches. I had a sales coach, a life coach, and I have a business coach currently. And in the beginning, it was essential for me to try to find someone who had a third party perspective and that who came in. And then also those mentors. So reaching out to someone in your industry who's done it longer than you, maybe has a different target audience, but also don't discount people in your particular industry because I have so many mentors that are other agency owners in the same city that I am, but they go after different target audiences. And then now I've been able to kind of translate everything that I've learned over the last six years into a service offering for everyone. So we offer coaching for businesses and for agencies. Oh, wow. That's incredible. And we'll, we'll definitely include links there in case anyone's interested in contacting Caitlin for more information on that to learn about her coaching, both for agencies and small businesses. I couldn't agree with you more. I love the, the kind of all ships rise in a high tide mentality. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, you know, you might be a competitor in the digital marketing space, but from the niche, from the size business, even just from the, the geographical area, and there's so much that we can all learn from each other. So I love that you really embrace and support that. Yeah, thank you. Hopping right into it, six years in the industry, there's been a lot of changes, obviously, both in the digital industry, everything that happened in this past year, as well as just the term overall. But, you know, I always like to start off the show by asking, what does reputation management mean to you? 
Well, for me, I look at it as, as a digital online reputation because with service-based companies and, and ourselves included, having really amazing reviews online and responding to them and kind of knowing what the story is that people are telling about your company online is so essential. So for us, the primary area that we focus in is Google because now everyone Googles everything. Let's say you're looking for a coffee shop, a new coffee shop to go get some work done. You're probably going to look at the reviews and if they have maybe three stars or you know maybe like less than four stars, then you might consider going somewhere else. So it means having kind of making sure that you have that narrative online and then responding to people who do leave you reviews. I love it. And one thing that you just said I want to touch on a little bit is the story. You mentioned, you know, what is the story that customers are saying for you online? Could you elaborate a little bit more? One of the things we hear a lot is, and that we try and coach our clients on a lot, is these reviews are essentially a part of a conversation that's happening mm-hmm. about your brand. And you're, you're not in your head in agreement. So tell me a little bit more. Yeah. So I think that asking your clients to, you wouldn't ask them for a positive review. You would ask them to share their experience. That's how you would word it. So please share your experience so that other people searching for us online can find us and then hopefully hire us because you share your experience. So we'd never ask for a blatant positive review just for them to share their experience. And then from there, they they paint the picture to the customer service, the end deliverable. They kind of tell that story through their own words. And that's the best thing that you could ask for because there's a statistic out there. And I think it's from Inc.com that says that 83% of people see online reviews as reputable as a personal recommendation from a friend. And so if you're, as I'm going to go back to Google, if you're, you know, online and, and you're not really kind of monitoring what people are saying about your business, it could be negative and you have no idea. And there's this huge, you know, then you have to calculate opportunity cost. Well, how many people are you losing because you're not paying attention to your online reviews and responding is also a part of the narrative too. So positive or negative, you should always respond no matter what. And then if it is a negative review, you can put your side of the story in there as well and just, you know, apologize or let them know, hey, unfortunately, you reviewed the wrong company. We don't have any record of you here, which does happen for companies too. Yes. And a a new feature that I was actually noting the other day, shout out to Sterling Sky. They were, as you mentioned, opportunity cost. And that's something I think so many businesses don't realize. They were showing that as a, you can go back in and look at your own reviews that you've as an individual left and it will show you how many people have actually looked at how many impressions that review has gotten. So if you know, there's ever that question of is what I'm saying online, does it actually matter? Yeah, you're not getting the likes from Instagram, but you can actually see how many people have stopped and read that review and the impact or you know, the buying decision that you might have been Im- impacting with that. When you're talking with your clients, one of the things that I get a lot sometimes dealing with the small business is my reviews don't matter. I've been in business for 20 some odd years. Why do I need to care now? Or that kind of defensive emotion when it especially comes to something negative and they just decide we're going to just ignore it. How do you coach clients through that, get them to understand the impact that this can actually have on their business? Yeah. Just because they've been in business for 20 years, the same thing that they did 20 years ago doesn't necessarily work right now. So Mm -hmm. you have the millennial generation, you have the, what is it? Gen Xers right after the millennial generation. Yeah. (laughs) And they're doing things differently and they want to read online reviews. And now, you know, the online reviews are now in your pocket and they're in everyone's pocket and you can pop them up in two seconds. So while 
yes, you've been in business, you probably have a really amazing reputation and maybe people come to you from word of mouth, but the newer generations are looking to those online reviews. So if you want, you know, it goes back to that quote, innovate or die. And this is part of innovation is you have to kind of like, sometimes you have to go with the flow in that this is what the majority of people are doing. And if I want to attract that target audience, I need to be aware of that. And then for the negative reviews, I have come across that in the past where companies are like, we're just going to ignore it or let's just hide the reviews online. And they'll have a lot of great ones and then maybe like one or two negative ones. But there's always two sides of the story. I mean, when you go on other sites, like even Google or Yelp, and you see that someone got mad because the website was loading slow. I mean, and then they give them one star. You're like, okay, well, that's not really like about their food or about their service. It's just that they were frustrated and maybe had a bad day. So maybe you end up going there. But there are certain situations where I think that negative reviews also help in kind of still telling the same story, but it brings almost a human element. So it's not necessarily the worst thing in a world that you do get a negative review. Obviously that you would want to get positive ones, but then also take some time to respond to it because you do not want to be aggressive or mean or come off in a negative way when you do respond to that negative review. Yes. We typically say, you know, what happens online is not Vegas. It stays online forever. And even if you go back there and delete it, someone's got a screenshot somewhere and it's coming back to you. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And you, you definitely just unpacked, I mean, so many great pieces of advice and and suggestions and what you just said, focusing on kind of those negative reviews. I saw an image online the other day from a local coffee shop and it was a sign that they had outside their store. And I just thought it was so witty. It said, you know, we survived a pandemic. We can survive your one-star Yelp review. Uh, and it just, it, exactly. It made me laugh. Of course it was going viral because everyone was, you know, tweeting it and tagging. But when it comes to those negative reviews, how do you, you know, work with businesses? I've seen so many different strategies from hiding it, whether you should or shouldn't on the platforms that you're able to. And that really gears more towards like the Facebook comments, but, you know, not necessarily leaning in and embracing, but when it comes to the negative reviews, managing them, there's so many different ways a business can approach it. What do, what do you find works best? What do you suggest or advise? Well, I love that that screenshot. You know, <laughs> the, the other side of this that I feel like I don't hear a lot of people talking about is the effect of a negative review on a business. Mm-hmm. And these consumers, myself included as a consumer, everyone's a consumer, going out and leaving negative reviews is can be so detrimental to a business. Obviously there's a time and a place for it, but if it's something, you know, like, oh, the barista, like put, you know, this topping instead of this topping and I really wanted this, that's a mistake. But I just don't feel like consumers as a whole know how much negative reviews can affect the business as as a whole and affect their revenue. But I think that monitoring them is really, really key. So if you have a Google My Business profile, it'll send you emails automatically when someone leaves your review. You can also set up automations for that if you, uh, for whatever reason, aren't getting the emails. But you should go in and try to respond to all of them. And like I mentioned before, just take a breath, maybe have someone else read it, tell your side of the story. That's what we do when it comes to negative reviews for our clients. We forward them a screenshot and say, Hey, you just received a negative review. Can you give me an overview of your side of the story? Cause we have the, the person's side, but we need the business owner side. And then we come in as the kind of middle person 
and either, you know, apologize or thank them for bringing it to our attention because sometimes these negative reviews are learning lessons and the business can implement different things to change it on their end so that it doesn't happen to another person. But as an example, if you're getting a lot of negative reviews and in those reviews or maybe they're three, two or one stars, they're saying that the phone never gets picked up. Well, that's a key. Maybe you need to look into your phone system because maybe it's actually not your company. Maybe it's a program that you're using through your company and that can be a key to edit one of your processes. So I think they can be learning lessons, but take a breather. It's not the end of the world. Everyone gets negative reviews and just know that this is a learning lesson and you can kind of move forward and learn from it to make sure it doesn't happen again. Absolutely. And I, and I loved that you're focused on critical feedback. I mean, obviously, yes, there are people who are just you could give them free ice cream and they would complain that it didn't have sprinkles. And, you know, those are the customers you're never (laughs) going to make happy, but there is also, you know, a lot of opportunity from critical feedback that can be taken. You know, you've talked about how you're helping your clients. What are some strategies that you've put in place or, you know, experiences or examples that you've been able to, to help either improve or really just continue to grow on a positive reputation out there for some of your clients? Yeah. So we set up review marketing campaigns for our clients to where they'll send us a CSV or an Excel sheet of the customers that they helped over the last month. And then what we do is we send out an email to all of those people on behalf of the company through, we use MailChimp. So we'll send it out through the client's MailChimp account and then say, thank you so much for using us. We'd appreciate it. If you could share your experience, click here. And that leads leads to their Google My Business page. And then they'll leave uh, hopefully a positive review of their experience. And then we'll go in on the business's side. And once they do that, we'll work with the business to come up with a reply. Or if it's a five-star, you know, some people don't write anything. They just put the star rating and we'll just say, hey, thanks so much, person's name for your review. But we have found that business owners just don't have time to do that. And it takes brain power. You have to set everything up. You have to do it monthly because if you reach out, you know, six months past, the person is already moved on. They're happy with their roof or their lawn or, you know, whatever you did for them that they, they may not remember. And the other thing too, though, is that people are so busy. You need to follow up with them. So we put together a follow-up system that to where if someone doesn't click on the email, then they get another email sent out just to remind them and keep top of mind. The drip campaign. And I loved what you said, you know, like put yourself in the customer's shoes for a second. We all have a million things going on. Make it as easy as possible for them to do a review because at the end of the day, it's, it's a favor to you. So you don't want to make it challenging for them. Obviously, you know, you guys are the experts in the services as well as the local, but are there specific industries that you think reviews are more important for or really have a stronger impact on? And no right or wrong answer here. Yeah, I mean, I really think that restaurants and local places to go are key to having reviews. I mean, my husband, as an example, goes on to he goes on to Yelp whenever we go to a particular destination. And that's where he looks. I personally prefer Google myself. So I'll look at Google reviews. He'll look at Yelp reviews. But that dictates where we're going to dinner, what we're eating for lunch, where we'll grab drinks if we want coffee or tea or whatever to get our morning started. That's what it dictates. 
But also for service-based companies, if you think about it, if you typed in, let's say like dentist near me or roofer near me, those, they call it the map pack. So that three list underneath, the list of three underneath the map, those have the website, the phone number and the reviews there. And if there are three there and your business is one of the three and it has the highest and best rated reviews, you can kind of assume that people are probably going to click on your website from there, read more about you and then hopefully convert just at least to get more information. And then, you know, then you sell them from there. Absolutely. And Moz came out with their state of the industry report and they actually in there cited that Google reviews, the amount, the quantity, and then the overall ranking were the top three contributors to conversions. So as you've mentioned, you know, businesses are always so focused. How do I appear on Google? How do I, you know, get up in those top results? Well, that's great, but let's take that next step. How are you converting them to call you to visit your website, to actually come into your store? And and those reviews can have a huge, huge impact there. You know, obviously a lot of really great tips, but you know, what are one or two actionable tactics that if a business is either struggling with their reputation or they're really green and don't kind of have a strong one online that, that you would suggest they could, you know, implement or start today? Yeah. So main thing, claim your Google My Business profile. It's free to claim. So just go to business.google.com or just type into Google, Google My Business. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just type that in, claim it. You have to have a Gmail account. So if your email set up through Gmail's business, that works. If you have, you know, your name at gmail.com, that works. But claim your Google My Business profile because you never know. There could be reviews floating out there that are good, bad, you know, kind of middle of the of the road, but claim that now, make sure that you're getting the automated emails. And then the other thing too, we use Moz as well. So I really appreciate that you said the, that they came out with their report. But the other thing is to update your Google My Business profile and you can do it once a month, but add photos. If you're, let's say you're like a t-shirt or a printing company, add photos of business cards or t-shirts that you've created to your Google My Business profile ask for reviews. Like when you send the invoice on a lot of like fresh books or QuickBooks, just add, Hey, we'd really appreciate a review on our Google page. And we gave that advice to a local printing company and they took it upon themselves. And I think they have over like a hundred reviews now. And it's huge because they'll do like big or small projects. And it's great for them because when a project is done, the project manager will email them and say, Hey, could you please leave leave us a Google review? It would mean a lot. And they've just climbed significantly over the last three years. Oh, that's awesome to hear. And it is, it's, it's such an interesting, I mean, People are so amazed a lot of the times they think, oh, if I just deliver great service, my customers will leave me a five-star review. And unfortunately, we're lazy. We don't. Customers forget, but they do want to help. So, you know, asking can make a big difference. I love it. Caitlin, I really appreciate your time on the show today. A lot of, you know, really great information out there, um, as well as on your site, just for customers or business owners to consume. If someone wants to get in contact with you, learn more about the coaching opportunities that you provide for business owners or seek maybe your support just overall, what's the best way to do that? Yeah. So you can go to our website at southstreetmarketing.com. You can email us at hello at southstreetmarketing.com. And then also we have a checklist that has three different sections. It's for blogging, social media, and for, I believe it's email. Yeah. Email marketing. So if I know that this doesn't directly relate to reputation 
marketing in general, and it's a really great checklist, three checklists to kind of get started, but it's bit.ly slash SSCO checklist. And I can send you the link so that everyone can download it for free and then utilize that as well. Yeah, that sounds great. And we'll have all of that information included in the show notes for you to be able to easily access and get get either in contact or the checklist and kind of see how you're doing yourself out there. Caitlin, thank you again for joining us. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you for having me. This has been great. And thank you all for listening. We look forward to another great episode of Reputation Matters. I'm your host, Chelsea Craig. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you stay updated for all new releases. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I hope you got a ton of value out of this episode. Before we go, I want to thank the sponsor of our show, Rhino Reviews. Rhino Reviews can help your business with all your review generation and reputation management needs. If your business could stand to benefit from a strong online presence, and let's be honest, who can't? Visit us on the web, rhino-reviews.com to learn more about what we can do to help. Until next time, don't forget, nine out of 10 buyers Google a business and decide to buy because their reputation matters. Thank you.